this mission. I'm jamming. I'm Nikki. I'm Josh. I'm Mel. I'm Sharon. And I'm Justin. And we're New Day Rising. We're New Day Rising. to rock for a hand. Everybody, welcome to a brand new episode of the Rock for Him podcast. I'm Jeremy, your host, and with me are two of my good friends and my co-hosts. We got Mr. Scott Mullins. How's it going, Scott? Doing well, doing well. Good, good. And of course, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Jason Sanchez Bukowski. How's it going, dude? I'm doing all right. How are you doing? Well, we are we are really excited. Our guest tonight is up and coming band New Day Rising. Hey everybody, how's up? How, how's everybody doing tonight? We're doing Good. awesome. How are you? Awesome. Why don't you guys uh, uh, introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about what you do in the band? Sure, Jam. You want to go? I'm Jamming. I'm the guitar player, and I do all the booking and the tour managing with Nikki. She's kind of my left hand man when it comes to tour managing. So yep. that's the, what I do. So the okay. lighting director yeah. and stuff that the band needs when we're at shows and things like that. So yep. I try to do, I've been, I also do like uh social media platforms, promoting the band on that. I've been trying my best to keep up with that up the past two weeks, but work has gotten in the way. But I do plan on putting more stuff out there soon. Yep. Uh, my name is uh, Josh. Uh, I'm the lead singer. I'm Jammin's right-hand man. And uh, I help him with uh, anything administrative with the band as well. Um, you know, just about anything that is needed. Okay. Very nice. Very nice. Jaren? Um, well, I'm Jaren. Uh, I'm the lead guitarist. I'm also in a band called Lesser. Yep. One of our favorite bands around here. Oh my goodness. I I appreciate <laughs> it so much. Um but yeah. And I'm also the the humor. <laughs> so, everybody laughs. Comic relief. Comic relief, yes. Uh I think that's more me. <laughs> well, introduce <laughs> Who are you? So I'm Mel. I am the female lead vocalist, and my favorite pastime is making your mom jokes and dad jokes. Oh, yeah. yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we will expect at least a couple of jokes from you during the show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just pull my best ones out of my pocket. There you go. <laughs> pocket. <laughs> what? So, where oh. are y'all from, and how did you meet each other and start the band? Uh, we're from Indianapolis, Indiana. I met Josh and Mel through their parents because they host a Bible study group on Wednesday nights, and I was going there and hanging out. 
Justin is my old bass player from the World Apart days when Becca Sutton was still in the band. So I've known Justin for about 10 years now. He and then our drummer Josh couldn't be on tonight. He's got some stuff going on, so he couldn't make it. I met him through a friend of mine when I was hunting for a drummer, and then Jaron I know from her lesser. Yeah, so uh, Jim and Rand Sound for a lesser show back in November of last year, and then we hit it off. And then in February, he approached me and said, hey, I'm starting a side project. And uh, I hopped on it. So for me, you know, so when Jammin first approached me for doing any of this um, before New Day Rising was even a thing, I was in I was still enlisted in the army. And um, so I met him actually on leave and we kind of were geeking out about one of my guitars that I had brought. <laughs> and then I found out you knew him and I was like, what? Yeah. And then when I got out of the army, um, it was just, you know, God put everything together from there. Very nice. Yeah. It actually was really cool how we all formed up together here. Um, <laughs> yeah, me, me and Jim have known each other for a very, 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 very long time. And we played in multiple bands and I kind of feel I don't know. And I'm not really sure how to feel. Uh, he told we I was in another band of his called Eyes of Flame. And he he called me up one day, said, hey, you know, me and Joshua wanted to start a side project. And you're now the bass player. And I was like, oh, well, <laughs> that sounds fantastic. I absolutely I felt I felt like it was in the army all over again here, man. And being vulnerable. <laughs> we met Nikki, Josh and Justin and I were working a show one night doing some video for for a band out of Indy here. Nikki just happened to be sitting outside. We, we went outside for a little bit, and she was sitting by herself. And, you know, you get that little inkling when God tells you to go and talk to somebody, and I did, and we've been best friends, and she's now our tour manager ever since. So yeah. I that didn't know awesome. what how important she was going to be. I just knew that she was going to be important, so I sat down and struck up a conversation. That's awesome. I, I've never wanted that this would be possible to be part of a band and doing the management well the tour managing the lighting doing social media stuff for them like it, it, it's a huge change for me and i'm truly blessed mm. so yeah very nice yeah, so before, all, of, uh... all the guys in the band are like big brothers to me. so it's like when i didn't have nobody god finally sent a group of people into my life and it's like yeah look you have somebody so it yes i'm your big brother it's, it's one of those things that yeah, you I'm learn right. about in school where you learn that you are never actually meant to be alone mm -hmm. yeah. we're, we're one of those bands like our road crew is just as much a member of the band as we are like i know some bands where the road crew is just crew but with us that's not the case. You may not be on the stage, but without you, we could not put on the show that we mm -hmm. put on. So Nikki and our front of house guy and my guitar tech squeak, like they're all as much a part of this band as we are because without them, the shows don't happen. Mm. So they're the behind the scenes crew, but they're yeah. just as much a part of this band as the ones that are on stage. Absolutely. Awesome. Oh, absolutely. I agree with that wholeheartedly. No. So Scott, I, mean, I think you were going to say something. Sorry. Uh, yeah, actually, before we move on to the next question, you had mentioned um, 
the band Eyes of Flame, which which we had played before on our station. Is that band still in effect then? And this is just a secondary project and I, out of the group here. Eyes of Flame has pretty much been that. put to bed. Yeah, yeah. Eyes, Eyes of Flame pretty much got put to bed. New Day Rising okay. took over full time. And okay. we, we just felt it was best to just put the band to bed. There were some internal issues going on in the band that we felt weren't didn't fit well with what we were trying to do and so we just we kind of took a different direction put that band to rest use the momentum that eyes of flame gained to springboard new day rising to where it is now mm -hmm. mm. very nice. nice so one thing that we always ask all of our guests and if you guys could just kind of give us a really quick uh rundown is how did each one of the members come to know christ well, oh wow that that question would take oh, quite a few days to be honest with you. <laughs> wow. I'll go ahead and go because you guys, uh, I don't know how many of you were at the Danger Room show in March when we played. So, but the ones that were there have kind of heard my story a little bit. So I I, I met Christ when I was locked up. It, so that was when when I lost everything and I was sitting in a four by eight cell by myself was when Christ became real for me. Yeah. And it's at that moment that, you know, the Lord showed me, if you do things my way and not your way, because your way isn't working, I'll give you everything that you've ever wanted. And he showed me exactly what was going to happen. And like, I, I got to where I was going to be at for the next two years. And honestly, I played music more when I was when I was incarcerated than I did before that happened. And I got to see guys' lives changed in the darkest of places that was supposed to be meant for bad. And it was completely changed for the good. And I got to see guys change their lives around right there with me. And I got to share that same love and that same story with them. So that was that was when it came real for me. That's that's an experience I will never forget. Amen. Yeah. yeah. So for me, uh when when to I'll give you the quick synopsis. I was, uh, I was, this was before I joined the army. Um, I, uh, I was pretty bad into drugs, selling drugs, all of that thing. And it got to the point, you know, uh, when they say the life of a drug dealer is very lonely, it, it that is very true. And it got to the point where I just got so sick and tired of hurting people that I thought it was best to end it. Mm. So I climbed off some train tracks, waited for a train to run me over. And God sent a police officer that um, prayed with me right then and there and showed me the true heart of God and what God was really about. And from then on, man, I haven't looked back and I've just given everything to God. And I'm just like, hey, this is not my life. This is your life. You do with it what you want. Mm. Mm. Nice. Amazing. Mm. Yeah, I have a little bit. Mm, I guess I don't want to say complicated. That's the wrong word. But for me, I grew up in the church. My parents went and we went every Sunday and every Wednesday for as long as I can remember. But after I graduated high school, it wasn't until I realized that I adopted my parents' faith instead of making it my own. And mm. I had to go through some pretty tough trials or tribulations over the years with you know different scenarios and different situations that I put myself in. It wasn't until... I woke up one day and I'd realized that this is what I need in my life. Mm. I prayed about it. I had, you know, my, I reached out to a pastor friend of mine and he and I prayed for probably a couple different weeks until 
I realized that this is this is what I needed in my life. Mm-hmm. So I officially made it my own faith after that. Um so for me I grew up in, like going to church and um my mom she was very uh about a relationship with God. She taught us all that from a very early age. Um but as a young kid until about 13 I didn't really understand um you know, like, or really like Justin was saying, make it my own. And, um, I was going through major depression when I was 13 years old. And it was like to the point to where I would have suicidal thoughts all the time. And there was one day where my mom came into my room because she had this urge to pray for me. She said that the Lord wanted her to pray for me. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, I didn't know God speaks to people, you know? And, um, So she starts praying over me and, uh, you know, describing all these things that I was dealing with and going through and things that like I had cursed myself with in secret that nobody knew, you know, and I, I just started bawling. And that night the Lord set me free and he promised me because I heard him speak for the first time. He promised me that from that point on, no matter how depressed or upset I got I would never be that sad again and I never have been and ever since then he's been my best friend Mm. nice Jaren how about you yeah for me um man when I graduated high school I had switched churches I had gone to church my entire life but I had switched churches because I felt like I didn't have any friends and uh, I had switched churches and I had just this community come around me and I gave my life to the Lord one night at Wednesday night church. And, uh, yeah, Jesus became my best friend, man. It's awesome. Love it. Yeah. Love it. So, so you guys have released what an album by now? I know yeah, you have. Yeah. Yes. What? 13th. I think it was when it came out. Yeah, it was. Yeah. November 13th. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, What's your what's been your favorite song to play live? It's a tie between Hero and Monster. Most definitely, both of them probably mean the most to me. Yeah. Hero and Monster, favorites. Monster's more like a single. It's not on the album. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's a single, but it's still probably my favorite to play live. It's it's gaining uh, some traction on, on our our station. So, oh yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and I appreciate yeah. that. Thank you for all the support you guys have given us. Absolutely. That's one of those songs that I had something to say, and I wrote it from kind of a dark place with some stuff that had gone on. And I really want people to to, to really listen to that song and realize that you're not alone and it's okay to reach out. Like, we all struggle with this monster inside of us trying to get out. Yeah. Absolutely. It it is a fantastic song. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I think think my favorite song, well, there's one from the album and then one that we actually did with Eyes of Flame. Um, So the one from the album is probably Fire in Your Eyes. Um, I think that's also like, I love the message, but it's also like, it was kind of my chance to like really get into it with the vocals as Mm -hmm. well. 
but I would have to say like over everything so far we did a cover of Throne Room uh by Kim Walker and just every time we have the opportunity to play that live like the Holy Spirit just shows up and I just I just get lost in worship and I love it Mm. it's amazing yeah I think for me one of my more favorites um is a darkest part because it really like so I deal with post-traumatic stress disorder um, from the military. Um, Me too. And yeah, he does too. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's, it's one of those songs that really just kind of speaks to my heart and like, you know, it talks about the fight inside you and not letting things get you down, you know? And, uh, like, especially like when it came to dealing with post-traumatic stress disorder, that's something that I connected with really strongly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Very nice. Yeah, I, I would agree with that too. I mean, every time I listen to it, I just I can't believe that you know we were given such a gift yeah. to share with other people. Mm-hmm. I mean, and uh, darkest part was the first song we ever put out, and uh, yeah. I, man, I remember listening to that for the first time when, when Jammin approached me to join the band, and I was just like, man, we're on to something here. <laughs> and um and then my my second song would be relentless oh yeah that's cool play, um mm-hmm. all the guitar solos and all that <laughs> oh, oh oh that that song just came <laughs> together so that guitar, solo. that guitar solo is sweet the guitar is is pretty sweet i i remember <laughs> I, I still remember sitting down in your bedroom when we wrote relentless that night mm-hmm. and we were it was just it was, for me when I was writing the lyrics, it this came from such a real place for me. Yeah. Because I I had been I had been through that, especially, you know, when I was trying to get out of the drug rings and was trying to, you know, deal with my post-traumatic stress disorder and everything that was going on in my in my life when I was, you know, writing about it. Because we had already written all of the the most of the instrumentals to it. And I I could just I could just feel it pouring out of me. And I I went home that night and I I, I cried to my wife and I was just like you know, this, this, this song really means a lot to me and I hope it means a lot to other people as well. Absolutely. And, um, I remember in, uh, relentless, you know, Josh, when you, me and Justin were in the room writing it and that line, I know there's joy in the morning. That's very uh, significant to me in regards to, uh, in regards to things that I've been through, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and what the Lord has, uh, brought me through so that part of the song has a special place in my heart too Mm. see it's Mm. funny for me i write music for other people based on other situations that i see going on around me so like hero i think i sent it to you guys hero was actually written about my sister and watching her go through all the stuff that she's gone through and wanting so desperately to just step in and be like look just trust me and i will make this better like you know, I think we all have that hero complex inside all of us. When somebody's going through something, we all want to step in and make it better. And yeah. that was not the only way that I could say what I needed to say. And it made sense to get my point across was to write a song about it. And we ended up with Hero, which to me is our biggest and most successful song so far, which is my favorite. Oh, it, it's easily tied with Darkest Part for our number one song because everyone can yeah. everyone can relate to it. It's just one of those things we all relate to, which is why I, every time I listen to it, I'm just like, I cannot believe, you know, that, you know, we 
we put out, you know, such another one that, you know, people can relate to. Right. Yeah. Heroes definitely a sing along song. Like that's one of those songs that oh, yeah. people can sing along to it and scream it at the top of their lungs. And it, it just, it's one of those songs. It feels good to sing it. It's well, very like also, we can also embrace yeah. our our humanity too to realize that we can't do it by ourselves. Exactly. Right. Absolutely. I mean, especially during the chorus, you know, you you call me your hero, but I'm just a man. I mean, we all, everyone, man, woman, child, everyone relates to that. Right. Yeah, for sure. And I'll try to save you if you take my hand. Like that's that was really because. <laughs> I remember beating myself up like, God, I just want to make, I want to make this better so desperately want to change this around for you. And like, all, all I need you to do is just take my hand. That's it. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. they like, we could dive into that song all night long, but it just, <laughs> and honestly, that's, that's what people honestly, want to hear. They don't want to hear us. One of songs. They don't want to hear <laughs> yeah. us talk. They want to hear that. They want to hear the behind the scenes stuff. That's why we do yes. this. Right. And honestly, so, like if you look, if you look at the entire album, the 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 theme of "Up from the Ashes" is hope and restoration. Hope yeah. and restoration, absolutely. Love it. And Love we it. try to write from a standpoint that appeals to both the Christian audience and the secular audience, because I know a lot of people, as soon as they hear a Christian band, they immediately turn away. Like, yeah, we. we want write songs that can appeal to both sides where regardless of what your belief system is this song we want it to pull you through a hard time and get you through it and then if you want to come and ask us hey where did this come from how did you get through this because i can relate to that that's what leads into the talk of where our faith is and why we wrote the song absolutely yeah oh yeah because we're trying to find every and all opportunities to be able to talk to our audience. Yeah. Yeah. For, for me, whether it's saving a life spiritually or saving a life physically, like I know from firsthand experience, and I've seen something the other day about this that I really hit home and I really liked. And it said something to the effect of music may not, music can, may not change the world, but for one person, it can change their entire life. Like, yeah. absolutely. Regardless yeah. of if it's spiritual or physical. If our music reaches someone and it and it changes their lives for the better, regardless of how it is, then my goal is accomplished. Absolutely. Because you can always go back to the Bible as well, because he says that even if there's only one person in the world, he would still save the entire world. Mm-hmm. So yeah. exactly. Yeah. And I, our I job think... sorry. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say my favorite thing to do after shows is you know, like the Lord will just call me to go out into the audience and he'll sometimes, you know, bring people to me so that I can pray over them. And, you know, I don't just start with, oh, I'm supposed to pray over you, you know, or have a conversation with them. And then, you know, I segue into that and then the Lord just shows up and he does amazing things. So Hmm. that's just so special to me because that is, that's been a dream of mine for my entire life is to just be able to impact people for the Lord. I think our job is more seed planters than anything, regardless of how we plant the seed, the seed is getting Absolutely. planted. That's our job. And that's where, you know, and we've, we've had discussions about this within the band of mm-hmm. how, how, how out there can we get with our faith without 
pushing somebody away, if that makes sense. There's there's a fine line because a lot of people, as soon as they hear Christianity, you have they they get turned away. So like we that's that that's been my biggest thing it shows is how can I get the message across without a pushing someone away, B offending them, or C feeling like I'm trying to shove it down their throat. Yeah. And for me, I'd rather let the music speak for itself. And yeah. let that be opening into the conversation. Yeah, because God gave us all these songs, you know, and they're written the way they are for a reason. And so I feel yeah. like, you know, like to segue on what you were saying, Jamin, like let God move through the songs. We just have to put it out there and plant that seed. God will do the rest. That's exactly. Right. Scott, you got something to say? Uh, sure. So have you guys actually been out as New Day Rising yet? Uh, oh, yes, many times. We actually just played Pit Fest a couple of weeks ago. That was probably the biggest one we played. And then Thursday night, we will be up in your neck of the woods in Detroit at the oh. Token Lounge with mm. Tantric and Trapped. Very nice. Yes. I've been there a couple of times uh, myself. If you, guys, if you guys can come out and hang out for a little bit, we would be, That'd be awesome to see you guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For everybody. What's going on? What's we'll, we'll going on? <laughs> yeah, we'd love but, to come uh, out. And then what else is coming up beyond that? Maybe into the next, uh, what are the plans for the next? Uh, um, let me look at this. We've got or... a big. We've got a big outreach event New Year's Eve. Uh, we were supposed to film the music video for Monster Friday night, but it just got too cold out. So we've got that coming up in the next couple of weeks, the music video for Monster and me. Uh, excuse me, New Year's Eve, we've got a big show at a church in Indy called Cross Church. It's a big inner city outreach, so we'll be headlining that show. Uh, January 6th, we're at the Danger Room with Relesser. Uh, January 13th, there's... There, there's probably I we're I've just started in on next year booking and we've got probably twenty on the books already. Wow, wow, yeah, yeah. We've got a hundred playing and a hundred running sound. That's awesome. <laughs> so before I get into my next question, Joshua, Justin, I just want yeah. to say thank you guys for your service. Like I know in the song "Hero," you say something about. Uh, you look at me as a hero, but I'm just a man. I mean, yeah. you guys served in the military. You guys are heroes. So thank you so much for your service. I appreciate you guys. I appreciate and, it, man. And I think me and Josh appreciate you guys just as much as we do because there was uh there was a post and there's some over the years I keep getting, you know, hey, thank you for your service or thank you for your service. And I felt really bad for only being able to say you're you're welcome. I saw something a few weeks ago that said, you know, instead of saying you're welcome, say you're worth it. So you guys have been worth yeah. it. You guys are worth it. Absolutely. Thank you. And, and that really spoke volumes to me. <laughs> Jaron, I am looking at you here and I keep seeing you drink something. Is that ALA? Uh, yes, sir. It is a late one. Yes. <laughs> yes. Love yeah, that one of my favorite sodas of all time. And uh, I, I just had that for the first time earlier this year. We went on spring break, and my buddy was like, oh, if we find it, you need to get it. <laughs> and I seen you, you tip it up, and I'm like, I know what that is. <laughs> yes, sir. My, my favorite are still Jones sodas. <laughs> like, I love the bubblegum soda. That's still my favorite. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. You'd like oh, that I, saw, as well as I, I uh, saw a package at uh, Walmart, and I'm like, oh, no. 
Have to. <laughs> he showed us well, the rehearsal last last night, and I was like, "What is he drinking?" And I looked, at him, oh, it's soda. <laughs> Love that. This is how I'm taking up time. I'll pass it over to Jeremy and let him get in a question. No <laughs> boring. So, mine's going to be kind of different than than what we're normally asking, but. Uh, what what are you guys studying in the Bible? What are you guys like? What's your favorite story? What's your favorite book in the Bible? Oh. No, you want to go? Me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, so everybody's quiet now. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. Definitely one of the bigger uh, ones is James for sure. Well, mm. I wouldn't say specifically a book in the bible because i love all the books of the bible um but i would say uh the verse isaiah 61 where it talks about beauty for ashes and how like the lord will give you you know the oil of joy for mourning and things like that just because it really relates to the ministry that he's called me into and just the things that i've been through um and just I've been going through a season with him of learning how to trust him fully in all things and let go of things, even when they don't make sense to me. Mm. So, yeah. So for me, it's kind of cliche. So I've got two favorites. Number one is Jeremiah 29, 11, where he talks about, he will mount you up with wings as eagles because bald eagles are my favorite animals. To a T. I, I, it's, for me, that, that I've always loved that verse because the eagle reference. But then, like, as far as parables go and stories in the Bible, the parable of the lost sheep is the one that I can relate to the most because I was the one that was lost and he left the 99 to come and find me. Like, it's cliche, but that to me speaks volumes. Absolutely. Scott, love you, bro. We'll see you later, buddy. Uh, if you like what you saw today, hit the subscribe and like button down below and don't forget to share it to all your friends. Also, leave us a comment down below. If you're going to rock, rock for him. <laughs>